Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what is up, everyone? This is another episode of Tossing Clubs. I'm joined by Aaron. I'm joined by Zach. Uh, damn, Aaron, you've been hit by the COVID bug second time, man. How are you feeling? <laughs> Dude, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, it's good to be back. I'm feeling better now. I'm almost fully recovered, but symptoms are pretty much gone. So it's good to be back healthy, back in the saddle. Good, good. Well, we missed you. Uh, today's episode is a it's going to be about Berkeley Country Club, and this is a long time coming because, you know, we've been hearing all about it. It's one of the uh, more affordable country club options within the Bay Area, so we were super excited. But don't let that price tag fool you. It is still so nice, and we'll talk more about it uh, later in this episode. But uh, I have a few questions, actually, you guys, because I was playing around recently, and, you know, some... Questions popped up on my head, and I just want to you know, hear your thoughts. So first is, all right, you know, it's rainy season. A lot of people are doing lift, clean, in place. Let's say you shoot your PR with lift, clean, in place. Is that legit? I mean, yeah, like there's rules around lift, clean, in place. Yeah, I think if everyone agrees on it, then I think it's fair. So that's actually really funny because that leads me to my second question is, all right, some of the these bunkers, right, they get filled with water. So if the ball goes into the water, does that mean you can take it out and not hit a bunker shot with no penalty? I think out of the water, yes. I actually don't know the official ruling on this. I'm unclear if you have to leave it in the sand or you can move it out. So we'd have to look it up. But definitely out of the water. I, I you know, Aaron? I don't know. It, yeah, I guess I don't encounter that a lot. Okay. All right, yeah, so I was just thinking about it because, I mean, maybe the season to go low is the winter time because look at all these generous rules. If I could have a perfect lie every time, how sweet would that be? Um, last question, and it has to deal with PRs as well. Would you count your PR if you had to take a breakfast ball? Does that count? Oh. <laughs> I feel like we had had this conversation recently, we no? We did. But, uh... I mean, look, I would say it's frowned upon, but it, I mean, it depends. It depends. Did you like get to warm up before? Was it the first <laughs> shot on the first tee? Oh, so it's contingent on warming up. I think most like purists would say like you're not supposed to take any breakfast. I time. would say if I shot PR and I had a breakfast fall, I'm going to say, yeah, it's, it counts because... I'm just going to say I quit that round and I restarted that round. And you know what? That, you know, one shot plus that one stroke penalty, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take it. And golf is for fun. I'm not playing for money. So, yeah, put me on that cross, but I'm going to say it counts. So if you hit your first drive out of bounds, then you reteed, hit in the fairway, and then you shot like a 75, that's your PR? Hey, I'm not going to lie. I would say I shot a 75. And that scorecard, I would say I put a 75. Now, if people want to say I'm 
an asshole for doing that, I'm sorry, but I'll take any help I can get. Because right now, my state of mind is, dude, I just need to go. I need to, I need to see better scores, man. Maybe if I was like shooting really well and um, you know, I was playing for money, I wouldn't do it. But hey, this is just for my own personal development. And you know what? What's the harm in that? See, I feel like for my own conscious, like I would, or my own conscience, I would... If I did not get to warm up and I'm just rolling up onto the first tee, I'll give myself a breakfast ball. But if I got some time on the range to get a couple swings in, even if it's like 10 balls, I may not, I don't know, I may not do a breakfast ball. But uh, that's just me. Yeah. No, no, fair, fair. I I see it both ways, man. You know what? I used to be super hardcore. Like, no... uh you know, fluffing a lot. I mean, I still don't fluff flies, but with live clean places, it was like, oh, this is game changing. And with breakfast balls, I said never do that. But dude, man, I just need to see. I just need to see lower scores right now. So I'm taking what I can get. I also feel like you make that decision when you take the breakfast ball. Like you can't go back and and say like, oh yeah, I'll add it to my score. It's like if you're if you're in the state of mind where you're like, okay, you know what? I need a redo. I need to just reset my mental. I'm hitting another tee shot, starting this round over. Then, okay, that, that that's what you're doing. And you don't add it on later. That's You've committed to taking the breakfast ball. You don't have to count it. That's a 75. Fair enough. I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions on all of these questions. But uh, without further ado, then, let's get into the meat of this episode. Uh, let's talk about Berkeley Country Club. Aaron, can you kick us off with some stats, man? Berkeley Country Club. We've we've talked about it on this episode before. It's located in Berkeley, California. Um, and we played with our, our good friend, friend of the pod, Jeff Shibata, who is a member there and gets us on. Um, so just a little more details about the course. Um, it's in the Berkeley Hills. So nice views. We'll get into that course rating 72.6 slope 133. Um, and then from the blue tees that we played at, it's, uh, 6,500 yards. So, um, not the longest, um, but you know, a, a good, a good track. And uh, just so everyone gets kind of an idea, I, I don't know the exact membership um, cost at this moment, but when I was thinking of joining at the beginning of the year for under 40, they were doing no initiation and 400 a month. So super affordable for people like us that are just trying to get your foot in the door in uh, into a country club, potentially um, not trying to spend, you know, 90 K like, like, Lake Merced and and others, um, but you know, what what were you guys' initial thoughts on on this course on this round? Well, I think that's like a good point though on on the pricing and like we talk a lot about accessibility of golf on this podcast and that's why we generally talk about public courses. But Berkeley Country Club is one of those private courses that is relatively affordable within the private golf space, like within the Bay Area, and so it's is like you said one of those kind of like beginner starter membership based places to play um and a really fun one at that so one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it yeah, today. just because it's more affordable i think it's definitely worth pointing out that's no slouch of a country club either it's on top of a hill it's 
you know, in a gate, there's like a nice gate that opens up, uh, you know, the driving range, you guys like shit on it, but I mean, it has great views, uh, you know, the conditions were great, but yeah, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, it definitely feels like a country club when you roll up, like you drive in, you're on the top of a hill, like you mentioned, but it's like a massive clubhouse, like castle type thing that includes like the pro shop and restaurant and everything and the locker room. The putting green's nice. You look out, you see like the bridge over in San Francisco and it feels professional. It feels like a, you know, a bit more upscale place the the minute that you walk in. Yeah. And recently, I think in the last two years, um, they just put in like, they did like a $2 million renovation on it. So like updated the greens and I, I'm sure updated some of the facilities and things around the course. And so it, it does definitely have like that nice professional feel, good conditions, quality. So, so yeah, first thing that we wanted to talk about, um, was ease of tea time and price. So Frank, maybe we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on ease of tea time and price? Yeah, so I believe you're if you're a member, you can only book it five days in advance. Uh, you know, I from what I heard with Shabata, it's not terribly difficult. It seems like every time we wanted to play, he has been accommodating, and he could probably snag a tea time. Maybe not at the you know the perfect time, like early morning or you know early afternoon. But you know, it's. Uh, something that is available on like a lot of other public courses and that's sort of obvious given that it is a country club uh, I yeah I think it's really cool to you know have all these tea times be separated out I think by 10 minutes apart you know I don't think we were ever crowded up on another group uh, it didn't feel like anyone was writing us we weren't writing on anyone else um, so I mean not being a member myself that's really the perspective that i can give we also changed our tea time like day of like i think like an hour earlier than we wanted which is something that you usually can't do at a public course but that's one of the benefits of a private course with fewer people playing is you can move your stuff around pretty easily at least it seems um aaron and i have played there twice now and both times it seemed it was like week up we were just like hey we want to come over and play and and Jeff was able to get us on pretty easily. So definitely one of the benefits of a, a private club. Yeah, so I think for for it being a country club, uh, or I guess because it's a country club, um, you know, relatively easy to get a tee time and flexible. But I will say also the fact that it's a country club, so you got to know someone or you got to join yourself. So there is that limitation. But once you're in or you've got that connection, then it's all good. Yeah, I, I want to ask, so, you know, I've only been there once. You guys have been there twice. You know, what do you think about the clientele of the people that you've met? For me, it seems like there's people of older ages, younger ages. It's like a nice mix. Yeah, the first time we played was like the day before some event that they had. So there are a lot of younger guys, probably like, you know, 30s and 40s out there. And it was, it was a, I don't want to say rowdy, but... It, there was a lot of energy. Everyone had a lot of good energy. P shots were flowing, you know. It was it was a good time. Everyone knew each other on the course. It was like a bunch of bros. It really had like a it really had like a bunch of bros hanging out feel. I don't know, what do you think, Zach? 
Yeah, it was definitely like very fun. I think a lot of times when you think of a country club, you think all the members are going to be in their 60s, 70s and 80s and like nothing's really going on. And this very much felt like a party (laughs) on a golf course. Like there were a lot of members that were under 40 years old. Um, A lot of people taking advantage, I guess, of that kind of cheaper rate that you can get at private clubs when you're a bit younger. Uh, So I yeah, everyone I've met there has been awesome. Super nice super fun like very inviting each time that we've been over there okay but the second time the time that we just played shots were flowing with us but i think shots were flowing for everyone so it is uh you know having played the second time you know what did you think of uh you know the people that you've interacted with like i thought it felt it felt a little bit more like just a regular golf course i guess that because we were pretty spaced out so we didn't really run into anyone that much but i think the couple people that i can remember talking to um yeah it just seemed like pretty chill interesting it might be because i was riding with shibata but it felt like you know every other hole he would tell me about someone and share a story about them so their first hole um yeah i i apologize i can't remember all of these names but you know we were driving to our first shot he said hi um and then he's like oh this guy's really cool he's like assistant pro or something like that um he works here and then i remember as we made the turn he said hi to like a few people as well a little bit more bro-y so again i apologize if i don't remember your names but definitely um yeah i mean it seems like everyone was super nice there yeah i think like that's a good call out like i think when you're a member at a club you get to know almost everybody that is also a member or that works there and so just when you play around a golf it isn't a bunch of strangers it's it's friends it's it's family it's people that you know and see all the time so I think that is a really cool aspect because like (laughs) if you slice a ball into an adjacent fairway and come close to someone you probably know those people and they're probably gonna be chill about it or if you go to the like uh the food stand at the turn you can like grab a drink grab shots with with people there that you know so I think that just like family friendly just like everyone knows each other aspect of it is is super cool yeah for sure so how about the facilities guys the range the practice area the restaurant we we only kind of stepped in there a little bit at the end the locker room bathrooms what'd you guys think all right talk to me about the range the second time around i'm just interested in hearing what you have to say about it because now that I've experienced it, you know, I I want to make sure that you guys are dying on the sword for your opinion on the range. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think my assessment hasn't changed too much. I think the view, like the view, just like looking out, it's incredible. It is of the Bay Area. It's of Berkeley. You have like the Golden Gate Br- or the Bay Bridge in the background. You see San Francisco and all, all the high towers. That's awesome. But if we're talking strictly about the range itself and the mats and the balls and the like amount of room that you have to hit there. Not, not my favorite spot. I mean, it's just like pretty beat up. The balls are kind of dirty. I think the biggest thing is you can't, you're not really supposed to hit driver. Like you can't hit it too far. I think there's like a sign or something that says don't go beyond a certain distance. It's also very tiny. There's maybe six to eight slots. So it can get crowded if there's a lot of folks there. Um, yeah, it's like a, it seems like a good place to just like loosen up to just get swings in, but it's not really a good place to work on your game. You don't, you can't really tell. Like the the area you're hitting into is 
it's like long grass it's hilly you can't really tell like your carry distances you can't hit above i think it was 225 yards there's like trees out there in the way the balls aren't great like the only thing going for it is that you don't have to pay for the balls frank you're shaking your head yeah i man you guys really hate it that much i agree in that there's not a lot of spaces and so when we were warming up there was a group behind us that was waiting for us to be done and you know it's if you're playing for a country club like you know, you really should have to wait to get range time. Yeah, I think the views are great. Yeah, the grass, there's really no grass, which doesn't really matter, but it looks bare. Just the aesthetics of it could be a little bit better. But, dude, I mean, is it really that bad? No, it's you're just hitting a freaking golf ball into, like, a chasm. Okay, but if you're paying membership fees, and I am not super familiar with other ranges at a bunch of other private clubs, but I'd imagine at a place like Olympic Club, for example, you're hitting off of grass, for one. You have pretty new, like, brand brand new balls you have like a full facility where you can really work out you have a putting green and a chipping area like right next door you might have some like technology involved like like the the screens and like the track man available for you i would just hope that if i'm paying for a membership i'm getting a little bit more than like just my a backyard setup for a driving range yeah i've been to tpc stonebray in hayward and maybe it's not exactly the same, but I do recall it for like younger members. It is being, you know, it is a little bit more affordable. And that practice area was pretty incredible. I don't think, I'm not sure if you're hitting off of grass. You're definitely not hitting off of mats, but there was some, something under the grass or turf that, um, that's why I'm not saying it's fully grass, but you know, you're not hitting off of mats and you're hitting basically tireless pro v ones and there's a bunker area and there's like two putting greens and i think given the constraints of berkeley being on a hill and the fact that it's affordable and there's a restriction of land um hey man i'm I'm just gonna give it a pass i'm not gonna hate on it i'm I'm just gonna give it a pass yeah i would i would say like i've played i've seen kind of a range at the country clubs that i've played at and it i think there's one that i can think of that's even worse it's a, another country club i won't say the name um in the bay area but you hit like little wiffle balls basically and that is worse at least you get real range balls at bcc so i'll give it that but i mean the country club that was near where i grew up that um i played at a couple times obviously i didn't know what i was doing because i didn't start playing golf until much later but i remember the range was grass they had, I'm pretty sure they had Pro V1s. They, they had the little pyramids that, like, that's that's what I want if I'm a member at a country club. The pyramids, yeah. Yeah, I love the pyramids. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, so enough about the range, though. I'm curious to what you guys think about everything else because it's not, the facilities doesn't doesn't just mean the range. You know, what about the putting green? The putting green was sort of, hmm, interesting. Like, it's right in the front. When we pulled up, there were a lot of people on it. I don't think it was that big. Uh, I don't think there was a bunker area. I don't think there was a chipping green. But, the, you know, all right, first off, other stuff like that, practice facilities. Let's round it out. I kind of like the putting green. I thought it was nice. It's like, yeah, it's not over the top or anything, but it almost serves as like a place where everyone kind of hangs out because it's right next to the first tee. And so, yeah, you can practice your putting, but also everyone's just like catching up on 
how their week was, you know, they're talking to other members and it's kind of just like a nice, like hang chill spot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I feel like it was in decent condition, like it rolled fine and it had, you know, some slopes to be able to practice different putts and, and I don't know, it's right by the first tee. So you just, even if you're just trying to get a couple last minute putts in, which I was that day, like man, it, it does the job. Yeah, I think the most important part about a putting green is that it's consistent with the rest of the course. Mm-hmm. And I think the putting green there is pretty spot on. It's like pretty similar to all the, the greens on the course. So I was happy with that. And what did you guys think about the halfway house? Oh, I like that. I like the location. It seems like you could hit it from like multiple different holes. And uh, shout out to the girl that was working there that day who was really friendly. Um, and took a shot with us and yeah that was a good experience yeah i love that you can go get a shot of jameson after like hole five and hole nine and like a whole i don't know there's like three or four different opportunities throughout the round which is great way better than beth page black where you could never come back yeah <laughs> yeah and and uh yeah the view from the halfway house was great and yeah i mean the drinks were reasonably priced too cool uh damn wish we ate some food though hey but you know what Actually, I've been there for a wedding, and I can tell you, the food is decent. It's not the best. I'm assuming the wedding food is similar to the food that they'll offer at the bar. If that's the case, it's decent, all right? But uh, we probably hit the bar too late. Yeah, it was closed when we uh, went back. Okay, guys, before we get into the next category, I just wanted to tell you guys about these new clubs that I've been trying from Robin Golf. Have you guys heard of Robin Golf? Oh, yeah. I love Robin Golf. Robin Golf has great clubs for beginners and those looking to improve their game. They're some of the best starter sets on the market. They're higher quality, better technology, and they use the same materials as a lot of the -the top-of-the-line brands, but sell their golf clubs at an affordable price. And they're super easy to hit. They have a sweet spot. Ooh, that's let's huge. go, baby. Okay, cavity back Robin irons, Golf. I like it. But seriously, though, hit that link in this podcast episode's description for all the juicy details. Use the code Tossing Clubs for fifteen percent off offer that brand women's, new set. Men's and junior clubs, which all come in a super slick looking matte black color. They come in thirteen club sets or a nine club set if you're just trying to get the essentials. Bag, head covers included. It's got everything you need. Real talk, these clubs are perfect for someone looking to improve, for someone new. Free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. Nice. Okay, now let's get back to the layout at Berkeley Country Club. So what about the golf, the golf itself? The layout of the course, do we? are there any memorable holes? How is the playability? For me, I also have similar feelings about this. I feel like it's it's kind of average. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the layout. It There's a little, some quirky things. Like, Zach, what do you think of the layout of this course? I think it's really fun. I think a lot of the par fives are like not super long so it makes the risk reward pretty interesting and you can kind of go after shots and go after greens it's like everything's very playable dog legs some fun par threes some elevation changes especially on the back nine which are pretty cool the views throughout are pretty awesome uh, of the 
the Bay Area. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Frank? Uh, I want to start off by this course reminds me a lot of Blue Rock and Vallejo. And, Aaron, have you ever played that course? I think they have two courses. Okay, I forgot which one I played, but it reminded me a lot of it. Being on this top of a hill, there was one hole I remember distinctively where it's it's a downhill hole, um, and then there's just houses on the side, uh, pretty narrow. Uh, we, we, you know, both uh, locations have great views. So it reminded me of that. I think if you asked me for a signature or most memorable hole, I think it was... Eight, which is a par five, I think, gettable downhill. Um, and you, the driver shot has to be, there's like a little creek or river, you know, chasm or whatever. You have to hit over. Um, and I think that is, you're not at the top of the golf course, but you're at probably the location where you have the best view of the Bay Area. Um, and then, let's see. I don't know. I feel like the par threes were not that memorable for me do you guys agree i don't even i remember one two there's just like there's a huge gap between the par threes it's like you play a whole what is it like hole two is a par three and then it's like you that's almost the wait only until, one on the front yeah you wait until the back nine like hole 13 or something until you get hole your next 12 one. yeah okay 12 um and i thought that like that kind of like stood out you play like a bunch of holes and they're like oh wow there's a <laughs> there's another par three here um so yeah i think i would say the par fives yeah. are definitely more memorable and more the fun par, wait wait the are there threes. any other par threes i'm looking at the scorecard 2 12 17 hole 12 and yeah, hole 17 remember 17 oh yeah i do actually yeah so all those par threes i think they're basically you just have to for the most part you know get in the air and uh you know hit a gap and hit you know, whatever the number is or else it's going to be really difficult to get up and down because two and 13 for sure were like that, where on one side, it's the hill on the other side, it falls off and they were basically the same, but different yardages. So yeah, that, but overall, you know, if I had to give this a number, it'd be, I don't know, like a seven. It's not bad. Dang, you're giving numbers already. Dude, I think we'll go over <laughs> numbers at the end, but I just want to say it's, it's not bad. You mean a seven for layout? Yeah. Layout. Okay. I, I want to comment on the par fives quickly, though. There's three par fives, hole 8, 10, and 16. I think those are three of my favorite holes, actually. I really like 8, like you, Frank. I think 10 is also really cool. And it's, it's a similar idea. It's you're teeing up really high. You can bomb a drive way out into the distance. And in that distance, you have a whole view of the bay. And they're both a distance that is... You can get there in two if you hit a good drive. I think it's about 500 yards on hole eight, 542 on hole 10. Uh, and so if you hit a good one, it's a nice hole where you can you can get a birdie and you can really score. And I always like those par fives that have a nice risk reward where you hit a good drive, you have a chance to make a good number. Um, I was going to say, I also remember that one par four towards the end. It might have been 15 that has that pond that's like you're kind of driving towards and both times that me and Zach played Shabbat has been like, yo, if you could, if you could drive it into the pond, I'll give you five bucks. And so that was a memorable one to me too. Cause it, it, you know, it's nice to have some water and, uh, and I mean, 14, I think Oh, 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too long, but, um, just 
having that water i don't know water on a golf course always fits my eye i like yeah. it i think architecturally the biggest thing is it's built on a hill like we've mentioned a few times and because of that all the holes do slope quite a bit and i feel like they the designer of the course used the hill like pretty well actually like a lot of the tee shots are really fun there's like a par four that also goes like straight uphill that you can kind of almost drive the green. I think Shibata hit the green when we played. So I think they've done like pretty well with the space. It's like not a huge area. And so some of the holes are kind of right next to the other. It doesn't feel very intimate hole to hole. You can kind of see everything. But I think they've done well with the limited space to make a very fun golf course. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That, also, the greens... The greens were really nice, but because it's on the whole thing's on a hill, like that always gets tricky because like, you know, everything always slopes off the hill towards the towards the bay. Um, but so sometimes, you know, a putt could look like it's breaking one way, but it really goes straight or it breaks the other way. Um, so that part was also I think that's another good like defense that the course has. Yeah. I should have had an advantage because I had the local knowledge of how the greens break, but I couldn't make a putt. And well, the only putt that I did make was without Shabazz Reed, but uh, I think that just means I suck at putting. <laughs> like it's so inconsistent. They were on eight, right? You know, I had a great attempt for a birdie and he's like, yeah, it's going to slope down. I take a look at it and I'm like, dude, there's no way it slopes down. You know, I hit it. A little bit less than what I would have, and it zooms by. So I think you know playing there again, you know maybe with Shabata again, it would be yeah, you know I'm ready to redeem myself. But what do you guys think about just like playing it? You know, country clubs, you sort you're sort of afraid like everyone is hella good there, right? And you know it's a course designed for really good golfers. But if you're just like a scrub. Uh, not a scrub, a higher handicap. Uh, do you think you could join and still have fun? Yeah, definitely. Because it's not that long of a course. I think that's, that's a lot of times the biggest like obstacle for newer golfers. And like, okay, yeah, you have to be accurate and you have to be able to like hit shots off of slopes and stuff. But usually like the long courses are really intimidating and this one is not that long. So I, I think it's definitely, you can have fun if you're a higher handicap. Yeah, I think the fairways are pretty wide. I do think you could get some pretty bad lies, though, like on like side hill lies if you spray it. Uh, but other than that, I, you know, I don't think we lost too many balls until... I'll be honest, man. I got too intoxicated with Jeff, so I'm not good at golf when I'm drinking a lot. But the front nine, I felt like I was hitting it fine and didn't lose you know, a ball but or lose too many balls, but... Yeah, even in the back now, I feel like I shouldn't have lost that many balls. It was getting dark anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we're doing this entire review, and we've never played this course sober because of <laughs> Jeff. And so, I mean, I think it's an awesome course because I've always had such an awesome time there. Is that because of all the drinking or because the course is actually really cool? I mean, hard to say, but I think, yeah, I think it's just, like, a very playable course not super long holes are pretty much in front of you fun stuff i think i've been playing with jeff a little too much i'm i'm kind of getting used to the drinking my game is like cause i shot a 78 and which is good for me and despite all the drinking like 
you know, nor before when we first when I first started playing with Shibata last year, that probably would have been like in the nineties. <laughs> so it's all about just conditioning. So that kind of brings us to our next next category that we have, which is the course conditions. So I talked a little bit about the greens. I thought the greens were in great condition. Um, but what you what you guys think of everything else? Um, Frank, you were on the you were on the fairway a good amount, especially on the on the front nine. What'd you think of like the fairways, the tee boxes? Yeah, actually, super interesting. Like tee boxes, didn't really think much about it before, but a lot of tee boxes are uneven in public courses, and that's not ideal. I thought at Berkeley Country Club, uh, you know, I felt like I could always find a spot the first time I put the tee down to, you know, be comfortable and be balanced. Uh, you know, being in the fairway obviously helps, but I didn't see much ground under repair. Uh, you know, it really sucks when it's like really wet or muddy or if it's really bare. I felt like, you know, if I hit the fairway, it was on grass. That is, and you know, that I was rewarded for a good shot rather than being unlucky and having to, I don't know, hit something not ideal. Uh, dude, yeah, I mean, I felt like the conditions were great, man. I think, like, there were some pitch marks on the greens, but I think that's just common. That's just, like, what happens nowadays if you're on a course with a lot of traffic. Um, let's see. Yeah, and having said that, playing on a beautiful day, it's, yeah, I thought the conditions were, I'm not going to give it a rating, but they were really, really good. Yeah, I thought they were really <laughs> good, too. I don't think there was anything, like, egregiously bad like everything was very solid from greens to fairways to rough to bunkers to tee box like it was all very good was anything like remarkably amazing and like some of the nicest stuff i've ever seen no but it was all very high caliber uh very high quality so a good good overall experience with the conditions of the course yeah which is like kind of it's like the expectation with the country club but you never know and and yeah, I feel like this lives up to it, its country club status. I mean, not much else to say there. Overall thoughts and overall ra- rating, what the people have been waiting for. So I, we've had some time to look at all the different categories. I think, uh, Zach, let's start with you. Do you have any other thoughts and what's your rating on this? trying to remember what how i rated other courses so it'll make sense and that i'm trying to give consistent rankings across the board i would give it a like eight out of ten i think it's like a very solid nice course conditions are great i think like obviously the toughest part is it's private right and so the accessibility portion like yeah if you don't know anyone there or if you don't have like the finances to join then you can't play the course and that's always tough but yeah once you're there solid all around really fun uh like pace of play is good you can get on pretty easily holes are fun yeah it's just like a good time like a really good time and for a lot of courses in the bay area where you're dealing with so many other just like annoying things like a five and a half hour round or like just a uneven tee box or just greens that don't make any sense and don't roll the correct way like Berkeley Country Club comes through like in a very solid way from top to bottom and so eight out of ten I like it Baron remind me what the dues were 
No initiation fee and 400 a month. Oh my gosh, this is an 8.9 out of 10. Absolutely incredible. 400? That's what? Four T times? And it's month to month, right? Yeah, month to month. No commitment? That's actually Damn, crazy. I'll put that, I'll, I'm going to put that to a 9.0, actually. Might as well give him that A minus because, look, four T times, unlimited balls, you get a cart, you get really fun people. It's wonderful, great views. I have heard that on top of the hills, it gets foggy sometimes, right? Uh, actually, a lot during and the windy. Winter. Yeah, so that might not be as ideal. But man, honestly, if I live near there, I might think I might be thinking about joining because you could just you know play nine holes in the morning. You could work on whatever the hell you want and don't have to feel guilty about it. Like we talked about, the conditions were great, right? All right, not the craziest, but Zach right here has played like Pebble Beach and Spyglass and you know been in Monterey. All right, Aaron here has played a lot of different courses, a lot of different tournaments. <laughs> Silverado, the freaking PGA plays on Silverado. All right, but for like any normal golfer, that's, I mean, the conditions were incredible. So, yeah, I think for the price, it's probably one of the most attractive country clubs in the Bay Area. That's incredible. No initiation, 400 a month. I don't think to to be clear that 400 I'm pretty sure is for people 40 and under. There's a higher fee mm-hmm. if you yeah. are older than that, but yeah. yes, for for folks our age, awesome yeah. awesome deal. Exactly. Like we called other country clubs and yes, they're a little bit more uh, you know, high class or like, you know, really nice, but just the initiation fee alone was a huge turnoff in the tens of thousands. And to have no initiation if this deal is still on, dude, Man, this this is this is the place. Like I understand that ranking from a value perspective, but I'm curious what you're gonna say. Like, let's say you go over and play Olympic Club at some point, and you go like course versus course, no value included. Like I don't know. That's why it's hard for me to give such high rankings because I'd imagine if I played Olympic Club and compared that to Berkeley straight up, it's like Berkeley would probably just be the most amazing thing I've ever. Or sorry. Olympic Club would probably just be absolutely <laughs> incredible and, like, so much better. Well, I have to ask, like, at Pebble Beach, right, if you play Pebble, are you going to give it a 10? Yeah. I mean, that's why it's hard for me to give, like, nines to, like, Karika and Berkeley Country Club when there are courses like Augusta National out there, Shinnecock Hills. Like, these courses exist in the world. They're playable. Like, you can go pay $1,500 and go play Pebble tomorrow, right? And, like... If Karika's a nine, is Pebble like a nine four? Like it's, just, I feel like it's just such a small little band there that we're working within. And so, if I say eight, that doesn't mean I don't like it. I think it's an, actually an awesome course. Um, it's just like with that context that the Pebbles of the world do exist. Well, I think that's like the fun part about these rankings. If we say disregard the price dude we, we would just go golf digest and check out those courses and look at their rankings and it's like oh duh these are the greatest courses on earth we should be playing those it's the fact that we can bring perspective of like dude we're not you know we're not made out of money so it's like it's cool to check out the karikas and you know have a nice deal and i don't know it's just i don't know we don't have to spend a ton of money to have a good time and so if i had a great time and if I have as much fun time here at Berkeley Country Club with the drinks, with the people, 
as I do at Pebble Beach. I haven't played Pebble Beach, but I imagine it'd be a fun time. You know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna give them the same rating. Yeah, if you yeah for experience versus experience, that's fair. Context is key, I think. Yeah, I think I mean so far I agree with you, Frank. Like when I've been doing these ratings, I just can't help but take into account accessibility and value into my rankings because that's part of it. Like we played Kapalua, but and it was beautiful, but at the end of the day, you know, we spent eight point eight four. <laughs> we spent like 450 bucks or something and you're thinking about that like the rest of the trip it's like man that's a lot of money whereas i could play karika for like 70 bucks or whatever it is and i could i could play it like four five times whatever the math is six times and it's still a great great track so for me i think i'm gonna give it berkeley country club and 8.9 just a little under nine <laughs> i put a little more stock into the range i i think the the fact that shibata is there playing with us introducing us to people whatever it's it, overall it's a really good time the conditions are great which i love the one thing that i just i don't know something about the track i just don't like the layout that much I I love hitting my driver and you don't really need to hit your driver much on this course. Like we pull it out anyways for fun, but like you don't really need it. And I I don't know. It's it's just not like the style that I enjoy as much. So I'll go and and the fact that it's a country club so like a little less accessible. I'll, I'll go like 8.9. Aaron's got all his rankings between 8.5 and 9.5. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm below or above <laughs> when you said that small band right there i'm like yeah that's me <laughs> but we're only ranking courses that we like we gotta we gotta do oh, some no that's totally fair we gotta do some like i'm thinking like what would be a two like, oh is hmm. that uh was a golden gate park not golden gate park that part three okay <laughs> golden gate park i i used to lincoln, lincoln. yeah dude we can start of trash not gonna lie <laughs> Metro, Tilden. <laughs> There's a lot of crap courses in the Bay Area. Yeah, well, we'll have to get to those. It won't all be rainbows and butterflies here on this pod. We'll, we'll get some other, we'll get some variety out there. We should release our unofficial, official top 30 Bay Area golf courses or something. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are golf, the next, the new golf digest, right? We should like track all these <laughs> on a spreadsheet. Let's and, go. Yeah, we'll we'll end up with a whole list well hey man hey aaron thanks for taking us through all of that and to all of the berkeley country club members we had a great time there uh we hope you enjoy our opinion overall we freaking loved it and again jeff thank you for inviting us out um to everyone else who you know stayed on and listened through all of this garbage thank you so much for your support and uh we'll see you next week